0: The Academy Award-winning director Steven Soderbergh. Brett Farr claims not to know what a podcast is. If you know, I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, no, don't does know what it. a podcast is. Reggie <laughs> Wayne Edred.
1: I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Buy the snake in the house, I get a, a, a text on my two-way. Law dead.
0: <laughs> Chris Cooley. threatened. To prank call me. Eisen, how
2: are you? This is David Dunn.
0: Did I see you No, you didn't because I'm recording
2: this thing right oh now, God, dude. This you're is the, the podcast. Uh, David Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night.
0: <laughs> I eat too much. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen.
2: I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Is your host, Rich Eisen.
0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. I am your humble host, tanned and rested, fresh back from vacation, back on the mainland. Fifteen days removed from the moment that the commissioner of the National Football League puts the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid on the clock to kick off. The 2013 NFL Draft and Radio City Music Hall in New York City. And uh, we're set to have a, a neat uh, program uh, for you right now. Uh, Chris Brockman is not here. He is still licking his wounds from the Final Four beating that my school gave to his, uh, forcing him to uh, change his avatar for three days to the Michigan Wolverines logo. I just went straight up Michigan Wolverines logo. Since he has barely above 3,000 followers on Twitter, I didn't need to promote the podcast. He does that enough. Uh, When, you know, Erin Andrews had to change her Twitter avatar for her 1.7 million followers, I went podcast shamelessly to to promote this show because I live and breathe this program for you, the the listener and fan and for me, the um, name dropping host of the program. (laughs) Uh, Chris Law, good to see you. You Rich. are here in person.
3: Always a pleasure. Yes, good to have you back from vacation. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Um, and Brockman, uh, is he in his native Maine? Is that where he Brockman, is?
3: Brockman, yeah, I believe he's back up in Maine. I think he's bouncing around. He's got a wedding uh uh, this week back there, and, he's and a, and his a nephew. He needs to yeah. see a nephew for the first time. Yep, there. seen his nephew for the first time.
0: And, and uh, he would have been doing that for the full week had he not changed his schedule uh, to accommodate Syracuse's appearance in the Final Four game against Michigan. Yes. Uh, so he went to Atlanta, and then, if I'm not mistaken, bought the full weekend package of yep. room and tickets, and stayed. Stayed for Monday night's for game. For Monday night's game. Which.
3: I saw Siciliano in the hallway because yeah. he also went to the game. Right. And I asked him, I said, other than the game itself, how was it?
0: And he's oh, He didn't go to I the game. I was
3: like he went to the game Friday night.
0: On Saturday night.
3: So, or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I was like, Did you stick around for Monday? He goes, I wanted nothing to do with it. I, I got the know. hell out of there.
0: Yeah. He went out of Dodge. Uh, Brockman stayed, bless him. He had friends there. He wanted, he's on vacation. He, yep. he stuck around and um uh and as I tweeted out as I tweeted out, um, I was on a flight home From uh, my vacation. And, um, you know, as uh, when I called in last week, as you you revealed, I was in Hawaii. Yes. Those of us who are West Coast-based, you want to go somewhere nice and warm or warmer, head west. A lot of folks on the East Coast do the Bahamas, do the uh, Caribbean. We we have uh, access to the beautiful 50th state of the Union. And um, so there's only a couple of flights per day direct. And I had my two kids. I had family. I mean, you know, I had the whole, the whole clan. Yeah. So you can't just switch flights to make sure you get home in time to watch a game.
3: Yeah, when you've got a family of four with you, it's not it's You can't just switch easy.
0: that stuff around. Okay, and you're also not going to do what you would have done back in the days when you were 20, which is just go by yourself. Yeah, this is true. You can't do that. Yeah. So I realized once the game was finished... That I was flying the last two and a half hours of the flight.
3: Once Saturday's game was finished. Yeah.
0: Okay. I realized that Monday, the last two hours plus of the flight, during the game. Perhaps if not eclipsing the entire game. That's brutal. So I had uh, only one choice. And that was to go through sports blackout. Sports blackout. All of you out there who are sports fans, and clearly you are, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You know what I'm talking about. And you know as technology advances, the sports blackout is tougher to pull off.
3: Very difficult.
0: And then as the size of the game increases, the magnitude of the game increases, it becomes that much more difficult to pull off. Because more and more people will be paying attention to it. And the opportunity for you to find out. For you to have the final score revealed to you, you never know where it's coming from. You never know where it's coming from. I've had sports blackouts ruined in the most uh, uncommon, uh, least expected manner possible. You know what I'm talking about with sports blackouts? Right?
3: Absolutely. I I had to do one. Uh, I got bit though. I was uh, it was a Penn State Nebraska game this year, and you know Penn State didn't have the greatest years, but you still got to watch every game. And I didn't want to know anything. I no Twitter, no cell phone all day. Didn't look at anything. I'm watching the game on DVR. Game goes into overtime, and it oh, did. I didn't get the extension. You
0: gotta do the extension. It froze. But <laughs> but I, let me tell you what I. Think. I had to DVR it from my phone though. Here's what I. Here are the lengths. Here are the lengths that I went to. Oh. And because, I, I, like I said, I mean, you've had sports blackouts ruined in in the least expected manner, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, it's awful.
0: I mean, one time I'm going through a sports blackout. Wife's phone rings. It's her matron of honor. Known her for years. She knows nothing about sports. Couldn't care less about sports. But her husband was watching the game, and I picked up the phone, and she goes, are you, are you watching the game? This is incredible. And she reveals what this is all about. I'm like, oh. I'm like of all the people. That's why I picked up the phone because I thought there's no <laughs> chance no chance she happened to be actually watching the game
3: burned by the sports blackouts so I hand it
0: over to Susie who knows what this she knows sports blackouts what they mean and also knows if I ever undertake them it must be serious because I don't you know
3: you're not doing you're not doing a game in the middle of the season I
0: honestly am not doing the Penn State Nebraska thing I wouldn't do that for a Michigan uh, regular season football game I really wouldn't because if you know I mean I'm traveling a lot I've got kids you've got different life All right. good enough Here's the lengths I went to. We called um, uh, one of our. Uh, uh, we called somebody to go to the house. Got it. Okay. Who was running a couple errands for us to make sure there was food in the house when we came home for the four and a half and two year old. Got it. Okay. She's in there. I walked her through the process of TiVoing the game, which is difficult on DirecTV. It was an issue of is it NCAA's tournament? Is it Michigan? I add or do the various, yeah. and she goes, "It's these. It's called the NC because we did this on Sunday."
3: Oh, and Louisville women are also playing. All so you sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Get. I yeah. want to
0: say, what does it say? NCAA Men's Tournament Final. I'm like, does it say Louisville and Michigan? She goes, it says teams TBD. Ah, uh. because this was Sunday, even though a day the terms had been decided. Yeah. I guess Directv had not updated. Yeah, they need a week. I'm like, what channel is it? She says, Channel Two, CBS here in Los Angeles. Like, done. Finished. I'm like, it's going to give you an option of adding time. Had to add an hour and a half. Smart. Hour and a half added. Very smart. Okay, took care of that. Time to fly. Time to fly. I decided I'm going to tweet it out that I'm going through sports blackout because heaven forbid I'm in the airport at the getting the bags and somebody, you know, I I. I not the most recognized guy. I'm oh, not you're sitting here saying guy. that. Okay. Somebody does come up to me.
3: They want to talk Michigan right away. Some,
0: it does happen.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Somebody could say, oh, can you believe that game? What unbelievable? Et cetera, et cetera. If I put it out on Twitter and now you know about it and you still do that to me, you're an asshole. <laughs> not me. Okay. I agree. I agree. So I put it out on Twitter. Figured I'm inoculating myself there. Get on the plane. What's the first thing you do?
3: You say hello to the stewardess and the captain as you're walking in.
0: And you say to the captain, "Please do not announce the score when we land."
3: Nice. You go in and you talk. You actually talk. I to the get truck. on
0: the, the plane. Captain. Captain's not greeting people. Captain is not there Uh-oh. greeting people. What do you do? You gotta go Plan B. You ask your four and a half year old. You want to see the cockpit? <laughs> You're using Xander as a prop. I love it. Hey, Zan, you want to go to the cockpit? (laughs) Sure, dude. (laughs) Scraps is a boy dog. You know, So uh, I say, do you want to go to the cockpit? Sure enough, he does. Ask the stewardess. She says, let me check with the captain. Come on in, son. Take a seat. We took pictures and everything, all that stuff. He couldn't have been nicer. Co-pilot got up so Xander could sit down. We took pictures. He's happy, everything. That's a win for him. Win for him. We need a win for dad here. We need a win-win, so I say to the captain, "I promise you this happened now." I go, captain, can I ask a small favor? And he looks at me, sort of goes, "What? Know. <laughs> you know, like what? What a small favor! Can you fly faster? Can you know, like what sort
3: of what flight? What, what are you possibly? Gonna, what is he possibly going to do for you other than get you home safe?"
0: He says to me, "What?" And I'm like, um, "I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan. The game is going to be going on while we're flying." He he says, "Actually." It'll probably be for the last two-plus hours of the flight. It'll probably be over when we land. Totally got it. Totally understood. I'm like, so you know what I'm asking. Absolutely. Please do not, when we land, announce the score. And he said, no problem. He said, no problem. Awesome. Check that box. Sports blackout still in effect. Check that box. Or at least, didn't, you know, the game hadn't t- isn't tipping off for another three hours. But I'm, I'm, I'm checking all the boxes here. You
3: got a hat on so no one on the plane? Well,
0: no. Checking the boxes. Got it. And then we and then we take off. So that's taken care of. If I go back to the seat. Now, many of you out there are wondering, there's got to be Wi-Fi on the flight, right? So I want to make sure, because you can't... The Wi-Fi on, on planes... You
3: can't watch video. You can't stream. No.
0: So all the Wi-Fi would do is mess up the blackout. This is true. Okay? Because... Uh, you never know who's around you on a on an iPad or what have you, or on a laptop, looking at a score or following along um, on some sort of game cast or something. Don't worry, there's no internet on the flight. I asked. This is uh, a flight, uh, a um, an organization that rhymes with <laughs> benighted.
3: Okay, not Schmetflu. It's not. It wasn't. That. It
0: wasn't Metflu. Not met flu, and nobody told me to keep it up that I'm going to lose on this flight. It's a long but flight for no Wi-Fi. Benighted. Okay. Asked. No Wi-Fi. They proudly proclaimed that by the end of the year, more than half their flight should have it. By uh-huh. the end of the year. By the end of the year. Twenty thirteen. 13? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's no Wi-Fi. We take off. I've got five hours of of bliss. Don't have to worry about anything except for two kids. On a flight, all right. Certainly, don't have to worry about the sports blackout. Land, land in Los Angeles. I, I, it felt like we landed in like Van Nuys. How long we taxied?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. You can catch a bad one every now and again. yeah. Oh,
0: and everybody whips out their iPhone right away. Now is where the sports blackout commences. Pilot did his job. Didn't say a word. Nothing. In order to have a successful sports blackout, there must be a team effort. It's not just the individual, it's the team. I concur. Thankfully, my wife thoroughly understands and understood the gravity of the situation. Also, understands the ins and outs of the sports blackout. Immediately, she says, Put on your headphones, turn on some music.
3: So she's a supporting actor in this entire endeavor.
0: I can't do this alone.
3: No, definitely not.
0: Put on your headphones. I put on uh, my, I, my iPad. I just hit a button. George Harrison's Greatest Hits. Uh, great God, stuff. Got my mindset on what, was a great tune. Well, I also went, you know, you got to go 30. It was like, it's like volume one and two. There's like oh. 36 songs. Oh. Put on the headset. Uh, pulled on a cap. Off we go. Into Terminal 7 of LAX. Okay. I get out, look across. I see Mitch McGarry on a television set. Oh, Game still on. Immediately turned away, didn't see anything. My first thought: any information in a sports blackout is crucial, right? Yeah. So I thought to myself, at least he's still in the game, right? Yes. Not knowing, boy, was he in some serious foul trouble. And
3: out most of that. Oh okay. yes.
0: All right. Sure enough, here I go. Off I go. Look away. Susie, behind me, is saying, "Don't look to your left." Keep going. Don't look to your right. Because there's TVs everywhere. Yeah. Don't look to your left. Look down. Keep going. She was my co-pilot. Oh, wow.
3: Co-pilot. Co-pilot. Good for her.
0: Get down. And, uh, you know, we hired a car to get us. Yeah. Because we were gone for eight days.
3: Yeah, not going to park long.
0: Driver has to be informed. Yes. Driver must be informed. Okay? Susie told the driver, don't say anything. (laughs) Not a word. Okay, don't say anything.
3: So you're covering all baggage claim.
0: Headset on, head down. Have to go to the men's room. Oh,
3: you're on an island here,
0: dude. Dude, men's room is where sports blackouts can go down. Can
3: get flushed down
0: the toilet, literally. Had to go though. Had to go. Yep. Thinking, why didn't I go on the plane? You had privacy. Went in. Headsets on, hat down, in and out, washed up. Of course. Never came out, that guy. came out, looked around baggage claim. There was nobody looking at me. I'm not looking at them. I'm good. I'm good. You got to avoid eye contact good. Like, with any stranger. Red siren buzzes, bags come out, different flight. Oh. Baggage <laughs> claim one, not our flight. We have moved to baggage claim three. Got to go all the way down. Two, All the way down. Two kids, eight days. You're checking some
3: luggage, Yes,
0: too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bags coming around. They come out. I'm out the, I'm out the door.
3: You got oversized luggage? You take I've golf got, clubs? No. No, no, no clubs. No. Okay.
0: Out the door. Done. Now, heading to the car. I'm almost there. <laughs> almost there. Okay? Pack up. Kids in. Pulling out. Guy had XM radio on. Oh. Susie says, you might want to turn that radio off.
3: Because you can't even be on a normal channel and risk It was on a like news- a jazz channel. And on a can, jazz channel. You can risk a, a news update.
0: On a jazz channel. Who knows? Oh. Some guy, you know, that was Miles Davis and Michigan just lost by six. You never know. And now Kenny G. Never <laughs> know. <laughs> and now, here's the dulcet tones of Kenny G. <laughs> oh. Turn it off. Moving out. Got to pay. Got to pay. Got to uh. hand in the ticket. Got to pay. Guy in the booth has a TV on. I look away. Look away. I've revert, revert <laughs> over, my eyes. Your eyes. Now driving home. You never know. Billboards are flashing stuff. Never yeah. know. Head down, the whole way. Finally got in the house. Had the wife go in first to make sure TVs weren't on. Ah. Because you know when you DVR something, it stays on the same channel. Ah. People who are in charge of DVR technology Not sports- should have the channel change once the program is recorded to just another channel. Just another channel. Yeah, shouldn't be the same channel. They don't have the sports blackout in mind. They don't have the sports blackout in mind. Change the channel. Why can't once the program is recorded, it switches to whatever HG choose it? There's a th- there's there's four digits in channels now. Yes, choose one. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yes. No. It's on the same channel. Susie comes out of the bedroom. She goes, good thing you didn't walk in. That would be devastating. Because it's still going. Not the game. The recording was still going. Remember, I had an hour and a half. Yeah. Still going. And they were were showing press conferences live on the local CBS CBS. Jim Hill anchored. I assume he was anchoring it because we turned it off immediately.
3: Well, luckily for you, you didn't flip over to the True TV post-game show because that was just a was it? debacle. It was f- fair at best. Who was so. doing it? Uh, it was um, Gumball and, and oh, the guys. It just really? It was a little little messy. A little really? All over the place, yeah.
0: Well, well, at any rate, sports blackout was complete. Started watching the game. And then, uh, you know, it was exhilarated watching Spike Albrecht And the the Michigan's extra from Hoosiers, drop it in the ocean. He looks like he's 12. Holy crow. Holy crow. 17 first half points I thought we were in. I thought it was golden. I thought that is, we came back from Kansas. Yep. And, you know, Kevin Ware broke his leg. Both teams felt like they were on a mission from Gott using the Blues Brothers line. Everybody thought they were meant to be there and meant to go that one extra step. Louisville for Kevin Ware in his hometown. We're going to do it for him. Michigan came back from Kansas, beat um, Syracuse in that two-three matchup zone, uh, the two-three zone that we'll talk about with Brockmanson. Uh, Brock and uh, and then uh, Luke Hancock threw in four threes, and that was it. <laughs> and Michigan, you know, played its heart out. Just uh, they couldn't de- get it done. They
3: debated that a lot in the postgame, because um, if you recall, Trey Burke came out at the end of the half because mm-hmm. he had two fouls, and surprised that B-line didn't call a timeout once Hancock hit that second three to to get Burke back in there on defense. And I mean, you can second guess it a thousand ways, right? Anyways. But um, I uh, I do have to in, in, in full disclosure, I I did send a tweet out. Uh, after the game was over, saying, I can picture Eisen watching this game on DVR when he gets in. Such optimism 17 minutes into the game. I know. Going to be a swift kick in the Musburgers. It was
0: coming. It It did. I got the swift kick in the Musburgers. And Susie, Susie, because, you know, I mean, we get in the house, and I figured, you know what, I got to help with the kids. Yeah. And get them down. It's, you know, serious time difference here.
3: That's true. And it had the oldest
0: didn't go down to 11 o'clock at night, which he's never seen in his little life. Never. Because we are real strict with the bedtimes in our house. We're we're real schedule people. We're not one of those people that you will see out at a restaurant at 930 at night with our two kids, one of them sleeping in our arms. Yeah, yeah. We're not. That's not us. Okay. And so we're regiment. And so I thought I'll help with the bat. I'll help with this. Help with that. I mean, we had some help in the house. Um, our stellar nanny Thelma who by the <laughs> way was the one who did tell she was the one who told the driver don't don't say anything so every, all hands were on deck all hands were on deck all hands were on deck so uh, long story short Susie's like what, start watching the game right now and I'm like really like you'll okay sure because I'm dying to know and I thought she'd go through watch the game with me
3: you owe her, you owe her like or you must have done a really good job in a way that, that's a a plus effort out of her. She understands this—the magnitude. Yeah, this is big. Where'd she's she, like, go she watch go it school? now, uh, Columbia. Okay, so
0: Columbia. Well, she didn't. She doesn't have much of the. I mean, sports. she. I think she saw one football win in her four years at college. Seriously, wow. at Columbia, I think she saw one. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but she's from. She's yeah. She she's a, She's night. from. She's she a knows. New England f- person. Through and through. Yeah, yeah. So, at any rate, <laughs> long story short, I start watching, and she's like a couple times I pause it just to see. Should I start running the bath? or I'm, 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 I'm trying to stay connected with sure. society here in my house. And each time she's like, just go back and watch it. And I'm thinking to myself, as you know, sports blackout messes with your head. I'm thinking she knows she the knows. result. And she and she's just like. Knows that I'm going to like the result, maybe. And she's, she wants to, yeah. Oh. And I'm thinking, this is really cool. And with each Spike Albrecht 3, I'm like, maybe she. this is she this is going to happen. And I found out later on, she did know the result, <laughs> but wanted to watch the Game of Thrones second episode Faster. sooner rather than later. Uh, the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: now it all makes sense. She's like, now it all makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it wasn't Uh, like go and see it, Rich. Go on. (laughs) No, she wanted. She was. She wanted Game of Thrones. Get that over, so we can watch Game of Thrones.
0: Peter Dinklage. Correct. Oh, that's what's going on in House Eisen. Man,
3: uh, you couldn't have asked. As someone that didn't have a skin in the game, I thought I was. It was riveting. It was great.
0: Chris Law, let me tell you, and then we'll get – by the way, we have Denard Robinson on this show. Yeah, to con- guy. and And I was hoping we would talk about a, a championship, but we'll talk a little bit of this with him and then get him uh, all squared away for the draft. Um, And Les Snead, the general manager of the St. Louis Rams. I got lost to myself. I haven't even set up this show. But uh, listen, how many times do you watch a major sporting event? And it uh, disappoints. Well, and, and it disappoints. And then you watch a major sporting event, and it is a great game. And you just wish your team was involved in this sort of instant classic that the entire country is feasting on. Wouldn't it be great if it's your team? Yep. And you watch it, and now it finally is your team. After a long time away, you know, it was great it was great this was the most fun I've had watching sports and all my buddies from Michigan who I've been speaking to they agree when you, some uh, of the most fun watching sports I've had in the last three weeks in a very long time
3: when you finally were able to turn your phone back on yeah. how many messages uh, 19, tweets, tweets. 19 texts 19 texts 19
0: texts just kept going you, you let you and you and got one it, from Dan Patrick saying nervous that's all it was one word <laughs> that's nervous it.
3: that's it That's and, it. and you lose the timestamp on those when your phone shut up I know up. Oh, bummer
0: <laughs> Nervous. Oh, didn't get one from Albert Breer.
3: None. Yeah, nothing from Burt?
0: Nothing from Burt. Good lord. Um, but at any rate, uh, that was my story of the national championship, and we'll speak to Brockman, who's uh, who was in Atlanta. I think he yeah. was at that game. Yeah, he was at the game. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, but again, on this show, we're 15 days from the draft, and um, they just announced today, on the day that we're taping this again, 15 uh, days from the draft, who's going to be in Radio City Music Hall?
3: Yeah, we're taping this late on a, on a uh, Wednesday afternoon here in, in Los Angeles. Right.
0: So. And uh, 23 guys said yay, they're going. One of them not Manti Teo.
3: Yeah, he's out. No Barkley either.
0: One of them not Manti Teo and Barkley's not. It's uh, Ziggy Ansaw, Tavon Austin, the guard, Jonathan Cooper from North Carolina, Eric Fisher, who may be number one. From Central Michigan, everyone keeps mentioning Jokel. I don't yeah, know, Eric Fisher. You never know. Sharif Floyd of Florida. Everybody he's, thinks he's a Raider. He's I got the Raiders right in the mock draft. You got
3: you're for, picking three for the Raiders. I, I mean,
0: that's it. I can tell you right now. Yes. Yeah. Well, on, who's 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 got the Chiefs pick for us?
3: Uh, Charles Davis
0: is picking Charles, Charles first Davis overall. goes
3: first. Yeah, number two. For Jacksonville uh, is Michael Irvin okay. right in front of you. So
0: if, if, if they, if they believe that Sharif Floyd is one of those guys, I'd be surprised, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. DJ Fluker is going to be there. Jokel Lane Johnson, Dion Jordan, Eddie Lacey, EJ Manuel, D Milner, Barcabius Mingu, Cordero Patterson, Eric Reed, Xavier Rhodes, Sheldon Richardson, Gino Smith will be there. Hmm. <laughs> And, again, the commissioner has has made an edict, essentially. About an hour and a half in, the uh, green room cams get shut off.
3: Yeah, I think uh, last year.
0: The day and age of watching somebody sit on the griddle by themselves or or longer past the time that they've been drafted is over. Yeah, last year I think
3: he pulled a guy or two into his green room. Well, he did that
0: that for Brady Quinn a few years ago. That's right. I was one of his first drafts as commissioner, and he pulled Brady Quinn in, saying, I think Brady got up after the Dolphins passed on him, when a lot of people thought, okay, the Dolphins will take him. And he's sitting there, and the Dolphins passed up on him, and then I think he went to the men's room, and Roger just pulled him in, saying, You're done from the green room. And then when, you know, when he had the chance, his commissioner just say no more green room cams because that's what was tipping the picks more than anything else, as you talked about with Charlie Yook. Those yep. shots of the kids who were on the phone back in the green room. That's the tip. The, vi- you know, the visual was tipping the picks. He yanked the green room cams. Uh, Desmond Trufant, Kenny Vaccaro, Chance Wormack, uh, Manelik Watson, and Bjorn Werner. Bjorn
3: Werner. It's, it's Those dropped. are your 23 prospects. international flair to it with Ziggy Ansah,
0: Bjorn Werner. A- Watson. Watson's a yeah, UK guy. That's right. Um, So many guys who are, never played the game more than four years ago. Yeah. First time that they ever played the game was late in high school. I think Watson's first career Division One start was the first game of last year for Florida State. He had only a few starts at whatever small school or di- uh, uh, JUCO he was at. But at any rate, uh, we're going to talk about this right now with the general manager of the uh, St. Louis Rams, Mr. Kara uh, Henderson.
3: Yes. You know who he kind of uh, looks Les Sneed. like? He kind of looks. He's got a little bit of uh, Crispin Glover, Crispin Glover in him. You think so? I think he's got a little bit of young Crispin Glover in him.
0: Really? Yeah. Does Karen know that you think? I don't that? think Karen.
3: No, I, I don't. I mean, it's a good. He's thing. He's as far from Crispin Glover as you can get. Far from Crispin Glover, the person. But not. I think he's got a little. He had like this hair wave going. Oh, well, I mean, is that,
0: it? You know, I think there's a Twitter account, right? Less needs hair. Oh, is there? Yeah, I believe there is.
3: Maybe, uh, yeah. I
0: believe yeah. there is. And Les was on last year when There's... he was holding all the cards. I think he was on just two days before he pulled the trigger on the RG3 trade. Yeah. And it's not like one of those things that he didn't say anything to us. He 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 said that multiple picks, three first-round picks.
3: And we just laughed. We, we like, like, yeah,
0: you're going to get three first-rounders. Guess what he got? He <laughs> got Two. Well, well and, 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 also, a, and another one. That's yeah. right. He got three. He got all of them. He got three first-rounders.
3: And well, Dimitrov did the same thing, basically, with uh, the smoke smokescreeny, with uh, the trade, because we had him on a few weeks before the Julio Jones yeah. draft that Les Snead was a part of as well.
0: And we were out. Uh, uh, he was in uh, uh, L.A. with Les on, uh, on a trip to see some players out here. And uh, we all had dinner, and Kara was there too. And he wrote down on a on a on a napkin. Oh, this is two years ago. Yes, before the trade, we were just joking about. We're just joking about, you know, uh, sayings. You know, like fortune cookie sayings. I don't know why that came up. Everyone was laughing. What's an odd fortune cookie thing? He wrote on a napkin. Why draft wide receiver? Why draft receiver when already have receiver? It's sort of like a, uh, he just jotted it down.
3: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Why draft receiver when you already have a receiver is what he wrote down. Didn't think anything of it. Bread Wait. crumbs are everywhere, man. If you just put it together and follow them, <laughs> maybe Les will drop some more. And then Denard and then Brockman. Yes. That's the way we're rolling.
3: Yeah, I think we got, we got Les uh, calling in now.
0: Okay, let's get to it. All right, as promised, here he is now back on the Rich Eisen podcast, almost in the same spot on the calendar that he was uh, on the show the last time when he dropped some serious RG three trade breadcrumbs back in the day. He is the general manager of the Saint Louis Rams. Les, need how are you, Les?
4: I am good. How about
0: you? I'm fine. I, I only wish I. I mean, I. I when you dropped the breadcrumbs of multiple first round draft choices last year on this show, I sort of followed them halfway down the path i didn't take it the full route that you were being literal with me and yet uh i i listen to everything you say now every syllable so i will parse everything you say in this interview and i figured i'd just say that to you up front is that cool
4: that that that's definitely cool but it, it's it's definitely let's we're 15 days away okay so it, we're, it's like being 15 days away from the election so you're not sure really what to believe on the campaign advertising.
0: <laughs> that's true. You have you know, or we could just go negative and get what you want that way. We could just go completely negative, uh, like they do in the elections too. If that, you want that, to do that,
4: that's a good point. That's a, that's a different take to the draft. I can I can just say
0: I don't like anybody. <laughs> You and we're well, are go, gonna pass. I got to be honest with you, Les. That's what everybody is saying about this draft. It seems
4: <laughs> that, well, you that you know, nobody that, likes
0: anybody in this draft,
4: right? So when we get to sixteen, we're just gonna pass.
0: Haven't <laughs> <So laughs> te- teams? Did, I think the uh, the Vikings did that uh, a few years ago, didn't they? Didn't they do I, they
4: did do that. It'd be interesting if that was a strategic maneuver or
0: not. <laughs> so, where are you, I guess, right now? Fifteen days out of the draft. Where where are you in your in your process?
4: I think it, uh, right about now you're you're ninety five percent through the process, but the last five percent is is an important time because we're we're all we're in draft meetings right now. We're taking a break. Uh, we, we actually have players in the building right now, meeting with them. But really, this is a chance for the entire staff, coaches, uh, personnel to, to, to come together in a meeting and, and really talk about everything and anything about the player. And when you get into the team-building phase, it's, it's hey, does that player fit our team and does it help our team you know, move forward into trying to win consistently? But how
0: do you figure out which player to bring up? Because you can't bring up every, every prospect. There's not, a, there's not enough time in the day. There's not enough meetings in the day to do something like that.
4: Well, you know, I think what we do is we, we schedule the meeting. Obviously, it, it's 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 over a month that we'll have the meetings, and we'll take it position by position. So you, you start with a position, and and you go from top to bottom on the player. Uh, spend more time with with maybe the better players that you're going to pay a more significant price to than than the players that you will not pay such a significant price to. So that's what helps the uh, process in terms of time, but. You're going, to, you're going to talk about each player, you know, really by position.
0: Have you discarded players? I mean, are there players where you have just flat out said, you, Jeff Fisher, everyone in the room, no chance we take this guy?
4: You know, there is a, you know, th- th- there's a few that we have definitely discarded. And, uh, you know, you, you, you've heard about the board to so a draft room. You have the magnet boards and, and, and all of that, and it's stacked by position. So usually what we'll do is we'll put the card up where we think the player, his talent is or what he's going to be after refinement, uh, get the good coaching that we do in the NFL. And then if we don't like him, we're going to turn him upside down.
0: Have you fallen in love with a player by this point? Uh,
4: you know what? Uh, the answer is yes but i do have a strategy now as a general manager is hey never fall in love with one player rather fall in love with options that are going to help the team because uh, you learn quickly as a general manager that you know you got so many picks and it's not just one player for each pick so you you better know your scenarios what's coming down the pipe and and, and i like to say hey, let, let's fall in love with options and have have a couple of roads we could take and and just like a football game you you have a strategy but you better be able to adjust midstream
0: what does that mean what do you mean by options in terms and in in real time during the draft you you know there's something on the table that if this guy is not available when you're picking at pick X, you're going to go with this A, B, and C guy. You actually have a list in front of you. How does that you know, actually that's, work that's, in reality? That's,
4: that's a good point. That's really weird because when you fall in love with a player,
0: if we fall in love with
4: one player and we're putting all our eggs in that basket. And then we start killing every other player. Then if somebody picks that player right before you, you're 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 in a, you know you're up the creek without a paddle, as an Alabama term goes. So. What you try to do is before the draft, before game day, you work through all of these scenarios and go, if that guy's not gone, we're going in this direction. So you're you're going to practice the draft uh, before the draft so that when you get there, it, it runs smoothly.
0: So in your previous life with the Falcons, when you, were, when you were essentially in charge of making sure Thomas Dimitrov knew what he needed to know as a general manager... From your uh, your player personnel guy, correct? Back with yeah, the cool. uh, with, with the right. you have now a different philosophy since you're now in the general manager seat, where you can't fall in love with a specific player. Is that what you're? I'm trying to read into yeah, this. I definitely
4: say now, I, like I told you, as a as a player personnel, uh, let's call it director player personnel. You're sure. a lieutenant. You're giving advice. You're offering suggestions. A little easier in that chair because uh, you don't have accountability. You're not really. Building the team, you're, you're kind of standing on the table for hey, this one particular player, and you okay. believe it. Like I told you, yes, in, in the general manager, you still have a little bit that in you. You're going to fall in love with 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 certain players, but it's not just one player you want to fall in love with. And uh, so you, I like to say, hey, it's better, it's more rational to fall in love with options because when you get to when you're picking sixteen and twenty-two in the draft, like we are this year, and then we got the two picks next year there's a lot of players, good players, that are going to help us help this football team and not just one.
0: So you're already looking at kids for next year, too? Is that what you're saying? Uh, you
4: know, uh, here's, I, we'll probably push that aside really to right after this draft, but I do have a list in front of me of maybe the top players in next year's draft. So as an example, as we're, we're going through options and scenarios in this year's draft and it's it's looking a little bleak, maybe the room's getting uh, a little down and a little sad because maybe we're not helping our team at that position. I may put the list up for next year and go, "Hey, look, the future is bright look we got we got so many good players at that position next year, so put a smile on our face and let's keep going
0: but I you know, just knowing you and what you've said already in this conversation, that lieutenant is still in you. What you used to do for Atlanta is still in you. So how many of these prospects have you personally eyeballed? On the field of play during the playing season, as the, the Rams were going through their first year of the Fisher Sneed administration,
4: you know, really in, in this draft, I mean, and, and I'll just use it as an example. If you if you take a look at the mock drafts that that, that uh, you know everyone's throwing out there, and you go one through thirty two, and there's probably about forty players covered in in all those mocks. I've I've seen all those forty players live either at a game or practice over the last couple of years and you know so that lieutenant's still in me but also when we made the trade last year and we got a second rounder last year and then you know the extra first rounder this year and the extra first rounder next year <laughs> hey those are that trade was a big rock for this organization and and that's, that rock is very important for the future of the organization. So, hey, the, the, you know, getting the draft right and helping our organization get this draft right, that's, that's going to be a number one priority, you know, last year, this year, and even in the next year. We've we really got to win that rock.
0: How many have you seen? Have you seen a, a – do you – I know you go to games. The question is how many have you personally been able to see play?
4: You know what, Rich, I'll, I have not put – on paper, the exact number. Uh, so that'd be a, a hard question, but here's what I usually do. Yeah. Uh, you always are, are, are organizing, and so when we were getting ready to go to the combine or the senior, let's take this, the all-star phase, that's first. As I was going through some of our top 100 prospects, there were, there were maybe three guys in the top 100 that I hadn't seen that I said, hey, I need to either see at an all-star game or go to a pro day. Or, you know, I like to see either at an all-star game or the pro day, not necessarily the combine, make that a bonus. So there's probably three out of our top 100 that I didn't see this year.
0: Mm. Now, when does the phone start ringing for you? On draft night, do you think you're 16 and 22? At what point, you know, I mean, for the first five picks, I imagine you're just going to be just chilling out there, s- assessing everything that's going on. But w- when do you think the phone starts ringing for you? I think, I think, uh, I, you know, there's some
4: during this time of year, you, you start talking with different teams in front of you. Uh, I, you know, I think, yeah, everybody in the top five, you start thinking eight, eight to 16. Maybe seven, but really that's that 's probably the the realistic number of uh, somebody checking in see if they'd like to move back uh, but I think I think it 's going to be what happens in front of you just just like a football game. What happens in in, in the first quarter the second quarter is going to depend on maybe what you you do in the third so as picks come off the board and people 's scenarios now go from oh scenario a 's out the out the door here comes b. That's when I think the movement starts picking up, and that, and that, a lot of that's going to have to do with, with what happens with quarterbacks.
0: What do you uh, think is going to happen with that? Because I imagine you're not in that. Obviously, you got Bradford. If you wanted a quarterback out of college, you would have taken RG three last year instead of trading for that rock that you said. Um, what what do you, where's where do you stand on the assessment of this quarterback class? You, you
4: know, and you know, last year we made a big decision, and 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 we chose Bradford, and we're glad to do that. And because of that, I have not. Those are some of the players I haven't gone to see live, in particular just to watch that player. I'm not an expert on this year's quarterback draft. I haven't watched them. It would be hard for me to be an expert on it. A gut feeling of mine is, uh, a gut feeling is, hey, there's maybe one or two or maybe even three, maybe four guys that maybe people don't think are right now starters or right now play next year type guys but have a chance in the future. And what's going to happen is, I think once one goes, and if if it's just three or four that the that the league's thinking about, then all of a sudden now if it's three and one goes, it's down to two. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when teams will start thinking, okay, should we move up and get our guy, and and go more Aaron Rodgers style in that, hey, we draft the guy, he
0: doesn't start day one. But in a couple of years he, he moves into that role. And who's picking sixteen and twenty two? Did I just did I did I just hear a little breadcrumb drop right there? Just a little bit of a breadcrumb Remember, for a the, team that might the, want we're to. We're in jump. the campaign season. Oh, okay. All so, right.
4: You know, but I, I certainly don't mind you, you know, putting that, you know, as a, as an advertisement.
0: Yeah. Know? I mean if if you're interested and you don't think your guy is gonna be available in the bottom quarter of the first round, who's sitting there right at the cusp? Of the back end of the third quarter of the first round, that would be you, Les need, correct? Or with already yes. a pick in a pocket, already pick in the pocket.
4: And, and you know, I, I I do I do know love picks. Yeah. So love to uh, you know help someone out for a small price.
0: Um, and a couple more questions for you, just on the draft before I just hit you on a, on a couple. I got about four more left for you, Les. I know you're you're a busy man. Do you think you would have been able to pull off the trade you pulled off with the Redskins last year? Under the previous rules of the CBA, where you pay a number two overall pick in the draft a, g- a gajillion dollars, would you would you have been able to pull that trade off, or would you have even wanted extra first round draft picks in that previous collective bargaining agreement?
4: The first question, I, I think, last year, Rich, you would have been able to pull the trade off, even in the old system because that was a nice piece of real estate. And I think, uh, you know, obviously, after rookie years, there were two franchise-type quarterbacks sitting there. And and those are hard to come by. And so I do think that no matter what (laughs) number two, what you're going to have to pay number two in salary, a team that needed a franchise quarterback would have wanted that piece of real estate. And I think everybody – was willing to go there because, hey, whether it was Andrew Luck or RG3, there they were happy and satisfied. Those are two special talents. So I think last year we would have been able to do that. Now, you take a year where maybe there's not uh, those caliber quarterbacks or sure things or special players, yes, uh, very, very hard. And you go back to just like the the trade we made in Atlanta to move up and get Julio, I think the new collective bargaining helped, I guess, send that trade down the path because you could move Hmm. way back in the draft into the top ten without huge financial ramifications.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Um, And and what are your thoughts on the fact that no matter what you do in this draft and what you've done last year, that many people in the media uh, believe it doesn't matter because of how Seattle and San Francisco made moves in the past few weeks. What are your thoughts on that, Les
4: Uh, Rich, do this uh because uh, it's it's this time of year, fifteen days away. Yes. I've got slight ADD. My mind wandered to a <laughs> scenario. Won't tell you which scenario. So, do the question again. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Repeat the
4: question. How much does ADD it ma- mean? Something- well, what,
0: uh, here I'll even cut out the how coy I was. I'll just go straight to it. Everybody thinks you have no shot because of how Seattle and San Francisco's conducted their business the last few weeks, Percy Harvin, Namdi Asamoah, Anquan Bolden, tit for tat, one after the other after the other with those folks, Cliff Avril, Michael Bennett. I could keep going on and on here. I know you got Jake Long. That was a nice pull for you guys. But a lot of people are just saying the a- NFC West, you could just seal the deal even though you had the best record in division there last year.
4: Yeah, you, I, I think you hit the uh, nail on the head. Last year, you know, we showed up for the for the fight, and and we actually, you know, came out on top in terms of division record. So, I do know this. uh I won't be as coy, but it, you know the schedule's not out yet. But we're going to play Seattle, San Fran, and even Arizona you know, twice, have. and and we're going to show up. So we're going to show up for the oh, fight, God. no matter what day or time it is. Whether it's Thursday night football, hopefully we'll get one of those again, mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 we'll show up and, and we'll compete. And I, and I think last year we we let it be known that hey, we're we're here to stay in the division, but. I, you hit the nail on the head again. And thank you. Before I got the job, or as I got the job, I can't tell you how many texts I got. At least you're in an easy division. <laughs> I wish I could <laughs> save those texts because I think that one quickly turned. Yes, it did. So we yes, definitely it did. got some formidable foes in our division, but uh, we're definitely not scared to go uh, show up and, uh, and and take them on in a, in a football game.
0: Two more questions for you. What time do you get to work, and when do you leave work this time of year? Uh,
4: You know this this time of year. This time of year, I'm going to get up slightly early. You know, don't have to go on record at what time, but I do want to get a run in before Mm -hmm. the day starts. Uh, Again, you kind of know, as you well know, Mm -hmm. one of your best friends and my former colleagues is is my bride. I
0: was going there to point out. I was pointing out. You must have somebody who understands. Who understands and supports, yeah. Yeah, and she, also I'm sure advises, advises too.
4: There, yeah, there's some, there's uh, and actually uh, some very rational and good advice there. Uh, but uh, yes. considering she lives in a different area code, yes. maybe even a couple of time zones away, yes. For uh, you know during the week and there's a little bit of commuting going on, yes. I don't have a lot to go home to. It's not like I'm, I kid her about this all the time. It's not like I'm trying to get home to
0: eat the wonderful casserole she. <laughs> well, I don't know. Even if if Mrs. Sneed was home, if she does cook a casserole, does she? Ca- does Does Kara cook a casserole? Is there a Kara casserole? I don't know about. I, I, I really,
4: I can tell you this: the answer is no. <laughs> but we both know how competitive. <laughs> kara is and yes. she does claim that if uh, she were to be the type to cook a casserole it would be the best casserole of course that I've ever eaten so she always jokes that she's going to cook me a casserole one time and i'm gonna have to eat it so. interesting
0: and I, w- I would be remiss if i didn't point out also this week on master's week that your real name is not less correct it is definitely not less and uh it's it. I know where you're going. Yes. so We'll just go go
4: it, right it, there. It's Sam Snead. It is, so Sam is Samuel Snead. So right. uh, nowhere
0: close to the golfer he is. <laughs> uh, obviously, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. He did what he did. Yes. Uh, but maybe you're the Sam Snead of general managing, though. Maybe you're that, that. That's you know that I I would sign up whatever that
4: is. It's good <laughs> or great. So I'd sign up for that today. All right. That that name did come in handy back in college when you walked into the. Now again, I'm going to be honest, Rich. You, you know, Michigan's a different level. Uh. school in Auburn, we'll just <laughs> <go back>. okay. <laughs> but there were some classes at Auburn that were tough, and you kind of walked in and you knew, uh oh, you're you're behind the eight ball. You looked around and go, okay, I, I need some brownie points, so I'm going to sit up front. Well, you know how it is in. in Back in college, they would always call you by your first and middle name, and it, you, it, you're always embarrassed. So I would always get the, hey, are you kin to the Sam Sneed?" Mm-hmm. So if I felt like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of connection there, like if I said yes to this professor
0: and it would help, I was always a grandchild. So it's always campaign campaign season for you, in other words. Yes. Always campaign season for you. Definitely. Well, And you're Alabama tough, man. I don't know if somebody born in the state of Michigan uh, or anywhere else would have stayed in the draft room uh, if a tornado hit, like you did last year. Correct? Yeah, you, de- Less- definitely
4: stayed there. Obviously, we're in the Midwest, and, and I certainly don't want to, I guess, belittle or joke about Not areas, at all. Because they can be very dangerous. But we were in the draft room seventh round, and we're picking 250-whatever. We're about three or four picks away. The sirens are going off the whole the whole thing 's going on. Well, I know I had stepped down to my office uh, to do a couple of things. I knew the pick was coming up, knew who we wanted was the little <laughs> running back from Abilene Christian Daryl Richardson, who yeah. actually had a very good year <laughs> yes he
0: before. did
4: so you can see now after all, I mean the average four point eight yards a carry, which is about fifth or sixth in the NFL this year for a little kid in the seventh round, so I really wanted that player bad. Well, the horns are going off. You know, I don't know if you you know the name, Dave McGinnis. He's a great guy. Uh, He's our assistant head coach. Well, being the grandfather, fatherly figure of the building, he's getting everybody out and down to our tornado (laughs) shelter, which is our team meeting room. So myself and Kevin Dimoff walk back into the draft room, and it is cleared, okay? And the person who is on the phones with New York is gone. And the line is dead. And we actually have NFL Network going on and ESPN. Both of you cover the draft. Sure. TVs are a little fuzzy and shaky. And I now don't know how close we are to picking or even if we missed a pick. Oh, Lord. And I really want that player bad. So, we. long story short... <laughs> We end up getting under the tables, call New York on the <laughs> cell phone, somehow get the pick in, and I'll give this. Uh, your uh, Gilbrant's a really respected draftsman, former yeah. uh, general manager. This thing with a lot of success. Godfather
0: of the combine.
4: He's the godfather. So we have a guy on staff named Steve Kazer, who was a special team coach of the '85 Bears, but. Kays and Gilbran are really good friends, and, and, and they're you know colleagues over the years. Well, I'm going to give Steve Kays a credit. He covers that area for us, and he was fighting. He had fallen in love with Daryl Richardson. Fell in love? So he's pounding the table, Daryl, Daryl Richardson, and I give him credit. He pounded the table, and it worked out. But in draft meetings this week, I told Kays that no longer is he getting credit for the pick because he deserted the draft <laughs> when the tornado was coming. So even though he found the player, he did not now get credit.
0: He did not stay at his post.
4: He did not stay in his post, so he was one that went down. To...
0: Oh, and, and Richardson is forever known as, I guess, the tornado player. I the mean, player. he was great, Les, and he's going to be an integral part of your team moving forward. You know, yeah, that definitely, uh, you know, him
4: and we picked Isaiah Peed in the second round, both of those guys. Interestingly, Peed didn't have enough carries this year to qualify but he did average 5.4 yards a carry, which put him at third in the NFL. Now, again, you've got asterisks by that, and we can make stats work for sure. ourselves. But it's both of those season. players have some explosive ability, which lessens the, uh, you know, the loss of Steven going forward for, for us in the Rams.
0: Les, you're the man. Thanks for taking the time. Say hi to uh, Mrs. Snead uh, if uh, I don't speak to her beforehand. And uh, that casserole. We're gonna have to have it. I'm gonna. I, I can't just be claimed when things when things calm down. You know, mid maybe summer. Maybe that's not usually the time we eat a casserole. But we got We got We got to figure this thing out. We got to get well, there.
4: Yeah, that that'll be an interesting uh, summer casserole. We'll, we'll probably <laughs> do that when I'm you know out in in your uh, sure. zipper area code
0: in Southern Cal. Les, good luck in the draft. Thanks for the uh, for the time. Thank you. You bet. That is Les Snead, the general manager of the St. Louis Rams here on the rich eisen podcast 15 days out in campaign season samuel lester sneed samuel sneed i don't even know if it's lester but there you have it
3: i love how he said how he's like yeah you know when you have that teacher that you know you might need to kiss up to or you think you might need a little help in the class yeah, yeah it was, it's always, always campaign
0: his grand, season that's it grandson it's always campaign season <laughs>
3: <laughs> love that, tor-
0: that love the love the story of the tornado that was crazy that was great
3: that was absolutely nuts um yeah he had, he had a lot of good stuff to say Lester's... This is great. The
0: carrot casserole, and I want Daryl Richardson's the one that they he stayed uh, under the table for,
3: and uh, he said it. I mean, he was third in the league in yards per carry. They now don't have Steven Jackson. That's that's a huge pick. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: very big pick.
0: And uh, clearly, as he said, it's the rock of. And I thought it was interesting. He's you know next year's draft. You got to look at these things as a puzzle. And and I don't think you know you should. It's not in a vacuum. Let's put it that way. And it, I also don't think it's it's a coincidence that the Patriots have so few picks this year. Yeah. That, that Belichick said, all right, let's Looks throw this one it. for Chad. Throw this one for Albert. I know it's a risk, but it's in a draft that we don't think years out is going to pan out. I don't know if you can that's put like, those two and absolutely. two together or not, but maybe so. Do you think uh, – Maybe so. Maybe that's why – they have fewer picks this year
3: yeah do you think um like when steven jackson leaves the rams now he's with the falcons do you think he uh like less because him and less and dimitrov are buddies dimitrov's calling him up there sharon do you think they they talk I, trade I, together i should
0: ask them that i, I don't know I, should, I, don't, I don't know i wonder how like the trade the, but you also i mean go. but you know i know they're buddies but i mean maybe it's one of those that after the fact, after he was released and is a free agent, Dimitrov can call up less and say, "What about x, y and z and yeah. and he'll get unvarnished information.
3: but I always wonder if it's harder to negotiate like if they were to execute a trade or what if it's harder to execute with a friend versus no someone I think you don't maybe it'll be it, it's you
0: always either. want to do business with people you get along with,
3: yeah. So I don't think in.
0: anybody's trying to. I mean, I, I understand you're considering say fleecing somebody. But it's not like
3: fantasy football. you just
0: less. Less is a sharp tack, man. Oh yeah, no, both those guys. He knows he's got a plan, and he's he's putting and, and what he's building out there with Jeff Fisher. Yeah. How funny is that? He said he he's law, He could not figure out the number of texts he got when he got the job. <laughs> if at least you go to the weakest division. Yep. It's yeah. Not anymore, man.
3: I, and I loved his counter too to the question of. You know how can you guys compete in this division that's so good? We won the division in our. They won. They had the best record. Four one and one in the division last year. Four one and one. All starts there. So
0: that's going to be a tough division. Beat this the year. Niners, tied the Niners, tied the Niners. Could have beaten them twice. Yep. Could have beaten them twice.
3: Los is Am- going to be, but I mean, he missed half the year for them anyway. But. You
0: know what I? I... <laughs> That's also one of these things, too, is you sit here, well, you lost Amandola. What are you going to do? I mean, you ask that of a general manager, your question, the answer will be, well, yeah, Danny, it was really great for us. We're moved on. You know, I mean, no one's going to tell you anything Yeah. at this time because it just looks like, I mean, if he says, we're definitely going to go after a wide receiver. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't sit here and say that. But he's got to, he says you've got to have options. Can't fall in love with a player like you, you, you were uh, as the, a lieutenant. Just a lot of interesting stuff that you hear there. Definitely. From Les Snead. All right, get Brockman on the phone because I want to talk to him as soon as we're done with this next guy. Absolutely. One of the leaders and best getting set to uh, go to the next level, minus a shoelace. He's uh, one of the most prolific players in NCAA history, certainly in the history of University of Michigan football. He is getting set to join. ranks of the National Football League in the next couple of weeks, phoning in from the road as he's on the road seeing some teams getting set for the draft, none other than Denard Robinson. How are you, Denard?
1: Doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. I am doing fine. Help me, before we get started here, help me through the loss on Monday night. I was talking before about, it's depressing, but seeing the Michigan basketball program on that stage... And perform as they did. It was it was awesome to watch, but they still lost. A little bit of a bummer. Where do you stand on this whole thing?
1: Oh man, it was a great game. It was a great game. It was great to be down, there and be, be a part of that stuff. I mean, uh, those guys played hard. on I mean, he played. They had a great season this year. And, uh, you know, everybody talking about the leaders in the best. They really are. We are the leaders in the best. Uh, I mean, every sports and, and even school. I mean, so uh, it, it was great to see those guys down there performing and. Uh, I enjoy myself to be down there with the Fab Five and Desmond hard and Charles Woodson being the stands. and right. Steven Breston, Lamar Odom, me and Lamar Woodley. Uh, you got so many guys that were down there just to watch us play. And, and you can see that why why we're the leaders in the best. Everybody come back and support us. So that's great.
0: Do you know Trey Burke?
1: Yeah, he's a great guy, man. I mean, uh, I sit around on campus, see him play basketball, hang out a l- little bit, and uh, those guys are great guys.
0: Do you think he's going pro? You I
1: don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, he won every award that you could possibly win. I mean, it feel like he, he he did a lot, and uh, you know, you never know with him. I mean, Michigan is a great great school. Look at Taylor Watt; he stayed, and you know, he won the won a Big Ten championship. So,
0: yeah, you never know. I hope they stay, but obviously, you know, uh, as you pointed out, he did win every award that that he could have won. And so, what was it like being around all? all those football players that have gone on to such great things as you hope to do uh, starting in the next couple weeks. What was it like being around Desmond and Charles Woodson and uh, Lamar Woodley, among others, as you mentioned?
1: It was great. I mean, being around those guys, those guys, are, uh, they have their influence on people. and They uh, they tell you good stuff, and they got great knowledge. I mean, they've been in the game, and they had a lot of success. I mean, these dudes that I was around, I mean, you couldn't – you could ask to be around better dudes and they always humble and kind of told me to you know uh take it on embrace it and uh keep working always work to be your bet the best that you possibly be and uh be you a michigan man just do your thing and so that's what i want to do i want to be like those guys and try to you know continue to be better
0: in your last couple years at michigan did brady ever reach out to you tom brady
1: no he 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 hasn't he hasn't but uh you know uh, he, he is a michigan guy and uh I, I will probably get in contact with him real soon, hopefully, and, uh, you know, just talk to him and see see how he like that experience and see see what I could get from him, what kind of points he'll give me.
0: Maybe he's just jealous of your running game,
1: Donardo. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. He, he can throw the ball and he's <laughs> more like doing that.
0: Yes, so. he could. Yes, he could. So uh, about you uh, moving to the next level, you just got a, an excellent medical report, correct, on the medical recheck of your elbow. Is that is that the case?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, 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 it was great. I mean uh, – I knew it was getting better and I just feel it getting because my hand was reacting a little faster than it was before. So, uh it's starting to get better and I'm and I'm enjoying it and I'm <laughs> I'm having fun being able to catch the ball like I, like I want to and throw the ball like I want to.
0: So, um for you, uh it let's talk about that in this season. the the injury it, you you got knocked out of that game in Nebraska. Is that when it you, you re injured it or hurt it the most seriously?
1: I think that's the that's the one that got me the The injury the most serious i mean illinois game like came out a couple of plays, but then the next time I got back in, but that one I couldn't get back in it was it was numb and I couldn't feel it at all
0: and so what how how are you playing the rest of the season uh with with a, a numb arm what was that like for you
1: <laughs> it was it was it was different because you can't use your hand like you want to and uh and then uh you it kind of it kind of holds you back a little bit but then uh You know, I I was like I got to be on the field. I got to be there with with my teammates. I have
0: to, and uh, it was fun. Right, and you had uh, a hundred. You ran for a buck twenty-two and a sixty-seven-yard touchdown against Ohio State um, in in that last game of that rivalry. Now you're moving forward, and you're you're talking about catching the ball like you want to. How how has that adjustment been for you so far, Denard? Uh.
1: Excuse me, I couldn't hear you
0: how's that how's that process been for you adjusting to the concept of catching footballs?
1: It's been great. It's been great. I mean I've been enjoying it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm enjoying it because it's learning something new and having fun doing it. And uh you know, working with great people to teach you how to do it and, and catching the ball with Devin and doing all those different things.
0: Who are you who are you learning with?
1: Uh, Richard Williamson, uh catching the ball from Devin Gardner, uh you know, work for Roy Rogers. You kind of give me little pointers and stuff like that. So Jeremy Gallon, all those guys have been helping me out a little bit.
0: So, so your teammates, essentially, from from uh, the Wolverines. Yes,
1: sir.
0: When people say uh, the name, I assume you're hearing the word Randall Cobb a lot. Is that a safe assumption?
1: Yes. So Randall.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Randall L. As well. Uh, how are you f- with that comparison?
1: Oh, that's not a bad person to compare me to. I mean, hopefully, I can have success like he did.
0: So, who are you? I guess hearing from uh, which which teams are you visiting?
1: Uh, right now, I'm on the road with uh, the Dolphins and then to the Redskins.
0: To the Dolphins and then the Redskins. Who else have you personally visited?
1: Uh, I I haven't kept track. I'm not allowed to. You. It's been it's been a blur. You know, just going through a lot. So visiting so so many different places. So I haven't. I don't know how to keep up with them.
0: So if you go to the Redskins. I mean would you I mean that I mean obviously Randall L spent some time there, that worked. So would you would you throw to would you throw if you throw the ball to RG three and then back? I mean that would be <laughs> that would be quite something.
1: That'd be that'd be fun. I mean I'd be interested to see. I mean hopefully we'll see what happens if, if I do go
0: there. Mm, interesting. And so how many teams are, are having you throw? Are, are most teams having you throw? A few teams having you throw? Uh, how would you break that down for? I, I mean,
1: I, I don't know. No, no team that really asks me to throw, they just ask me that you could still throw. I've been throwing the ball, so I know I can throw the ball still.
0: Okay. I noticed at the combine, Denard. Uh, I was up in the booth. I couldn't get down. Uh, otherwise, I definitely would have wanted to uh, uh, come by. But I couldn't help but notice as you ran the 40, you, you were laced up. Did you, did, you, did you do that on purpose?
1: Yeah, that was my first time doing it. I I would I probably won't do it again because I got so much grease about doing it one time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well,
0: why did you lace them up for the forty?
1: Uh, because it was my first time running shoes, so I wanted to make sure they didn't come off.
0: Okay, but that would be part of the lore, wouldn't it? That your shoe comes off running the forty, and then maybe you'd be just as fast as as anybody else. Could have been that. Right. You You know, I'm just trying to. to, You know, I'm trying to brand. I'm trying to help you with your brand as well, the shoelace brand. So will you not? You're not going to lace them up in the NFL. You're not going to change that. Most
1: likely, no.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, what if you go to the Patriots and Belichick tells you to lace them up?
1: Then, then if I'm starting to face fines, I. I, (laughs)
0: When it's going to cost you money, you're going to lace them up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I see. Okay. Well, I'm just again. I'm. I'm going to be looking out for you. On All that right, front, what, what was what was your what was your favorite game at Michigan? What was your fav- What's your memory? Somebody says to you, you, you you say that this is the best game I played, or wh- which which is your favorite memory at Michigan, Denard?
1: I played another life game. That's probably the best one. Just Notre Dame. name, the first night game at Michigan Stadium. It has to be that one.
0: That was um, the one where you you uh, ran forever in every direction in that game, <laughs> essentially.
1: Yeah, and what we, we got, got the one in out touchdown at,
0: towards the end. Yeah, and then, I I mean, I've been watching Michigan games since 1986. It was the first one under the lights, too. Uh, I've never yeah. – what was the atmosphere like that night? That was incredible.
1: The, the, the best atmosphere i had since I've been there. I mean, it was – it's something I'll forever remember.
0: Last question for you, Denard. Where, where do you think you're going to go? Where do you think in this draft? What are you hearing? Obviously –
1: I don't know. I, you could never know with this stuff. This stuff right here, you, I, can't, I can't put my finger on it, to be honest with you. Hopefully somewhere else. You know, guy, got guy got a plan for me. That's what I can say. He got a plan for me, and I'll be there.
0: Mm-hmm. And the arm is the arm is just not a concern for you moving forward, right?
1: Nope.
0: Yep. Okay. Very good, Denard. Terrific. Listen, uh, next time I run my 40-yard dash at the Combine, I might, in honor of you, Untie the shoelaces and see what goes Dude, down. That. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, don't you think? I mean, that might actually get that might actually get me through the event. You know,
1: oh, yeah. that will make you run faster. Run, th- run faster.
0: I think so. And and I, you know, uh, I have to ask you this question too because uh, I I have been asked by the LA Dodgers on May 28th to throw out the first pitch of a baseball game. And and have to ask what you did to prepare <laughs> or didn't <laughs> for your for your for your uh, foray at Comerica this past week.
1: I didn't do anything to prepare. I didn't even warm up. I just went out there. And just uh, they told me not to throw as hard. They just told me just just get it there. So what I'm thinking, I'm just like I'm just lobbing it there. It's not gonna be. It um, ain't bad. I didn't practice at all. First of all, I didn't even know how far I was gonna be. So sixty feet six
0: inches. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So I had no practice or nothing. I just uh, I was like, hey, I saw a baby, and I just threw it. I was like, oh, that's short. <laughs> and, and as soon as I threw it, I, said, I knew it was going to be short. So I just started walking towards, me, walking towards the home plate. I'm like, ah, Like you meant it. Terrible.
0: Like yeah. you meant it. Exactly. Did you lace them up on the mound?
1: No, I did not. It's okay. They got a couple of pictures. You can see they unlaced.
0: Okay. I just want to make sure. Okay. Cause I, I use
1: that as an excuse. I, I stepped on my shoestring. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Good for you, Denard. Good for you. Hey, listen, uh, thanks again for for doing this. I know you're busy calling in from the road. Good luck to you. I look forward to watching you do your thing at the next level. And uh, thanks again for uh, what you did at Michigan the last few years. It was uh, exhilarating to watch.
1: Appreciate I Thank you.
0: You bet. You bet. That's Denard Robinson. You can see him uh, at an NFL team near you. And also this fall, gracing the cover of the Madden College football game. Coming up this fall, Denard, you you beat out uh, you beat out Swope, correct? For that thing, for yes, sir. yes, you did. Yes, you did. I think my tweet put you over the top. I got to be yeah, honest it, with you. It
1: was it was us. It was us, the Michigan the Michigan fan base.
0: That's correct. And the go Michigan. blue. And go blue to you.
1: And go, go blue to you too.
0: Okay, that's Denard Robinson. Denard phoning in. Denard, I, I... phoning in from South Florida. South Florida, yes. South Florida. He's a Florida uh, native. That's where they plucked him out of? Denard Rod. Well, that's where Rich Rod plucked him out of. I didn't want to bring his name up. But he's from uh, he's from Deerfield Beach High School in Deerfield Beach, Florida.
2: Huh.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you. He... And, um, yes, sir. I mean, that's that's what he's uh, – that's his major co- – that's his main college. It's
3: crazy to be a guy like that that you're – you're the guy for four years in college, pretty much, and then having to make that transition. You know, we've had Michael Robinson on here before, my Penn State guy, and that's it's got to be a tough transition to accept the fact. But if he, if, I mean, he he's fast. What did he run the the forty?
0: Um, I for don't know. I mean, three? it wasn't it wasn't anything you I know he ran like a four three five. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't anything you know Chris Johnson like. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just Denard Robinson. No big deal, four three five. But he laced him up. He
3: did lace him up? How funny is that? Not as funny as his opening pitch. <laughs> that was awful. Do
0: you know I am throwing out a pitch for the Dodgers? You are? Is that That's not May 26th? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, or 28th are, are or something like that. Are
3: we coming? I mean, I'm... You want to go? Yes. Why? Because I want to see this. I
0: don't.
3: I want to I enjoy it. Susie's already
0: like, you better start practicing. Yeah, we got to so start she's throwing. She's like, you're not going to half-ass this like you do your forty.
3: Well, I was uh, I was down in San Diego for opening day of the Padres on Tuesday. Actually, I went down. I, yeah, you watched them win. It was it was a great win, nine two over the Dodgers. Um, they uh... <laughs> they're they're
0: they're one in they're one in five without Chris Law. <laughs> One and zero
3: with Chris Long. They need me back. I, I was a season ticket holder for a brief period yeah. uh, when I lived down there. But uh, the point was, I was in the car for two hours each way. So you know, I was listening to XM, and Howard Stern was on, and they it was the best of, and they were replaying uh, the staffers' best moments. And one of them was the Baba Booey. The day after the Baba Booey pitch. Mm-hmm. And just him getting in bottom yeah, no. slot. Well, it's
0: not good. I mean, who who did it? For, didn't didn't Siciliano do it recently for is, for I, an Indians game? Yeah, or something he did like that. Or for a, no, he did it for um, for a Grapefruit League or a Cactus League game, didn't he? Did not he do something similar to that recently? I, I think he did. To look, he definitely did. So throw he the got first grief. Pitch. He got grief for that. You got to be
3: and, and your idol, your favorite player, Mattingly will be. Is Don watching. Mattingly? I
0: can't. I can't have
3: it. You cannot disappoint Don Mattingly. Mattingly
0: will be in the house watching this thing. Oh. Is, what
3: date is this? I need to make sure I'm here and Don
0: not. Tom Oh, my God. Oh. I'm already tearing up. Good Lord.
3: I want to see the. But
0: Denard, yeah. So Denard uh, Denard in South Florida. Where do you Dolphins? think Dolphins. Could you imagine? The Dolphins. How about the Redskins looking at him?
3: Yeah. I mean, they just signed Pat White, who hasn't
0: played in three years. I know. Who's that? Is that Brockman?
3: That might be Brockman dialing in.
0: All right. Let's Should we get him on? Yeah, let, let me see. Hold on. Then. Brockman hello hey. Chris Brockman gentlemen how, how are you I'm fine how are you where 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 do we find you post uh final four
2: I am at you? the original Brockman Manor in Saco Maine
0: ah okay so you went back to the homeland you went back you went back to where the heart is uh Again. after after, yeah. after, after, like having a, after 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 the uh the lengthy trip to Atlanta so
2: Final four. It was actually quite a sight getting back up to Maine. Um, tips for all you young players out there. Mm-hmm. I would like to give life tips to all our listeners. Well, I actually don't. This is probably the first time I'm ever doing it. <laughs> do <laughs> not walk from your hotel mm-hmm. to the bus station through downtown Atlanta at 4 in the morning. Do not do that.
0: Certainly after the national championship game where there must have been many Kentuckians uh, reveling. In the streets.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would just don't recommend that. <laughs> don't. Really, I thought
0: it had nothing to do with the Final Four, go. is what you're saying. That's just in there any is, I'm, in I'm, general.
2: Here's what I'm saying: read between the lines. That had nothing to do with the Final Four. Just don't do it.
3: Pro tip Trust. from Chris Brockman.
0: There you go, everybody. There you go, Chris sure. Brockman. No, no, uh, not the native son of Atlanta, Georgia. So now, now, so so now, anywhere in Atlanta and anywhere Michael Crabtree is, is now off limits to this podcast.
2: <laughs> did you, Hello, uh, look, did you get I to the did, varsity? I did make good with a nice young man who was trying to get some takeout home to a lady at four in the morning. Uh, thank you for letting me walk on my own.
0: Okay, you're 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 a good Samaritan. Nice. Very very good. Yes. Uh, um yes. so, so Chris Brockman, um it is now we're taping Wednesday, so your avatar is returned uh to your to your own possession, right? You 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 took down the Michigan logo
2: that was there? I am now keeper of my own avatar. Okay. Uh for, if anyone was confused earlier as to why the Michigan logo was there, why would they be? The They're reg- reg- they regular Wolverines listeners. Beat, the Wolverines beat the Orange Men on Saturday and it's uh it was a tough one. No, for me, Rich, no, uh, I got uh, Being in the house, you know,
0: and and um, I'm sure it was tough, but to take the avatar and you 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 did uh, as I as I texted it to you, I think I yep. I said uh, don't lollyga- don't make don't let Aaron Andrews make you look like a lollygagger.
2: Yes, look, Rich, and all I had got a, back was had a stopwatch. If we had a stopwatch, I'm pretty sure my time would have beat EA's on getting a change. I don't know. I
0: was I was, was looking at for was, I was looking for it. Well, and it, it wasn't there. I I I I I try to give you time to breathe and grieve. Right. You know what I mean. I try to give you that time before <laughs> I. Mean, I, I
3: mean, I'm not sure. Did, did you really know? <laughs> he texted me. He texted me, and he goes, "Brockman's lollygagging." <laughs> I, I,
0: I definitely. You know, I definitely waited. There's no question I waited. Well, but but it did take you know it did take some time, and well, you look, still got it up the there. Service,
2: you still the got text it up of there. The Georgia Dome wasn't the best all week. Okay. You t- you texted it to me, and I- I'll never forget probably the rest of my life. Okay. Where I was when I made the avatar switch.
0: That's okay. <laughs> And your avatar is now of you and your your beautiful new nephew. From what I could see, my right now, my
2: beautiful new nephew Avery. Uh, Good for I you had to make the change. I didn't get it up right at eight forty p.m. Eastern. That's okay. I was mid nap. I was mid nap at that point. But here's here's so was, here's, uh... here's
0: here's my issue with the the avatar switch, and it's not the length of time. It's not the length of time. Okay. It's that.
2: No, it's it's hold oh, no on, on, on a I minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a
0: minute. Hold on a minute. Let me. Let me. Let me speak. <laughs> Let me speak, okay? Okay. Because I did say, you know, don't lollygag, and when you finally texted me back, I think it was a very snarky one-line response, which is when I'm like, <laughs> all right, I better back off, Chris Brockman. Now let me see if I still have it, because I don't think I erased anything. Here it is. Okay. Here it is. I wrote back, "Don't make Aaron Andrews look you like, look, make you look like a lollygagger," and then you wrote back. um, Hold on a minute. There we go. Don't make Aaron Andrews make you look like a lollygagger. You wrote, changed in less than a minute, (laughs) is what you wrote back. So I left you alone. I left you alone and then went to Twitter. All
2: I was saying there was, the time it took you to send it, I uh, was going down the escalator from the 300 level at the Georgia Dome and made the change amongst the crowd. I did it almost instantaneously.
0: And then... Just to make sure, Law, I went to Twitter to see it. Okay. And here's the tweet. I just got called for a charge making this switch. (laughs) And then hashtag man of my word. That is bitching about the refs as you are making the switch.
2: You may be a man of your word. You're not taking it like a man, though. Nope. I wasn't going down without a fight, Rich. And... Any Orangeman or basketball fan who read that tweet and watched the Final Four game knows exactly what I'm talking about, and that's really all I'm gonna say. Very
0: brarian of you. Yes.
2: Very Uh, absolutely not. Very brarian of you. I am not going to let you liken me to Albert Breer on this very podcast, Albert-esque. Rich. Yeah, you burned it up. That there. is not going to go down without a fight on this end. Uh,
3: now, my question is: as your business advisor, Rich? What do you, now this? What do you have to gain for this bet? You're you you're what exposing you mean? you're exposing a a Syracuse avatar potentially to five hundred thousand right. followers, right? Rockman's only what that means is, I range.
0: believe in my school.
3: All right, all right. I, that, I would have. You needed a little something more out of this. No, than no, just, no, no. Well, 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 no why no. don't
2: you get your team to the no. playoffs first before you can? Chime no, no, in. no. That's Fair okay. Enough.
0: I did not need. It's that's sort of like you weren't getting good odds. That's all I'm saying. That's correct. You, that I, there needed to be something to even out the spread. Correct. To use a term that I confuses me, a gambling term. I needed something to for. I had to get the 400, or no, hold on a minute. Let me get this right. I had to get <laughs> are, I had to, we, are we really gonna do the, the math 500, math? the 517,000 follower <laughs> difference. You're saying wow, come wow. up with something that would be equitable yes. to that. Yes. Plus the avatar change. No, I didn't need to do that. What I needed was the avatar to be changed in a timely fashion, which we will... Uh, it was timely. I, I think... Aaron might have been a little timelier. Wait, hold wait, on a minute. I needed it made. without a bit about the game or the refs. Could be congrats to Rich. Congrats to Michigan. Great game. Great season. Uh, uh, I got called for a charge making this switch. <laughs> Bert Breer. I, I can't believe you would call Albert and say, How do I make the switch? Give me something to tweet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow is right. Wow. Wow he is
2: right. Wow, wow is right. How
0: now about here's, this? Here's did, my my favorite Burt Breer tweet, my favorite Burt Breer tweet, okay, was during uh, the Syracuse game. During the Syracuse game where he said something along the lines of, as it was, you know, Michigan was looked like it was over when it really wasn't. He said, uh, remember – Michigan finished fifth in the Big Ten. I saw that. Which is his way of defending the conference and also getting a little dig in.
3: Yes, that's a two-sided blade.
0: Okay. For sure. I retweeted that saying he lives because he hadn't been tweeting much about basketball since he took it from Wichita <laughs> Strait. Okay. Right. Didn't hear much from him after that, but he did tweet that. So then he texted me. I gotta, I got to give you this exchange. He texted me. Uh, after we made the the national title game, congrats. Um, You know, uh, something along the lines of um, allegiance to the conference is is getting me through this.
3: He's trying to make me. (laughs) So I wrote him back. I wrote him back.
0: Thanks, Albert. Keep tweeting about our fifth-place finish like we had 12 losses and didn't finish just one game out of the lead. It's good luck. (laughs) How do you believe this sort how, of stuff? I think
3: it's just better that I mean I don't know how a Columbus native gets out to Michigan.
0: Trey Burke is. Well, those are the a best. Columbus those native, are the best ones, man. It's amazing. I'm telling you, some of the best Michigan athletes are the ones we get from Ohio.
3: Yeah, but from Columbus, I mean, right, that's like right. an Ann Arbor not kid. Not great. Oh,
0: not great, man. Not and, really and, and if you saw yeah, the after the overnight after the game. oh, by the way, I'm sorry, but the overnight ratings, uh, the game according to CBS, the overnight ratings was. The highest rating, where do you think the highest rating was for the game overnight?
3: Uh, the
0: city. <laughs> Give me the city. The, I, number I mean, one, number one.
3: Number one? Yes. I mean, New, I would say New York. No, it was
0: Louisville. Louisville was... Yes, oh, yeah, Louisville. number one.
2: For the, for the championship game. For the
0: championship Sorry. game. Wow. Overnight ratings, Tuesday morning, they come back. Most watched in Louisville. City number one. City two was Detroit. City number three? Wow. Columbus, Ohio? Correct. Yeah, makes sense. Correct. They want to see their native son... And they also were tuning in, hoping they wouldn't eat shit. Get that time
3: code down! (laughs) you got three bleeps in this close. This is great, buddy.
2: Oh, man. Just just being there on the ground, guys. It was uh, was a fantastic weekend. Atlanta was a great host city. And uh, everyone was really representing their schools. Uh, the, The amount of people walking around. There was definitely more red in town Monday than it was on Saturday. I was talking to a gentleman who said it was only a six-hour drive, I guess, Louisville to Atlanta. Sure. Well, plus And a lot of women, people, you know, after the uh, victory Saturday decided, hey, well, let's make the trip down. Uh, like I tweeted out, it was probably 55-45, red and yellow in the building, packed house. I think it was the, uh, the attendance. They set the attendance record for the, for the two days. That's great. Uh, for the NCAA, and it, it was loud in there. As I texted you, wish you were here. It's really loud. It yeah. was. It was quite. It was quite the. Uh, quite the experience. Now you said you 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 made it right. You you went for the blackout. I made the you, yes. It I told successful. the story.
0: I made the. I told the story at the top of the podcast. A successful, most ambitious sports blackout Amazing. where I I had no shame. i I had no shame in pulling it off and whatever I had to do to pull it off to the point where Chris I. As I told Law at the top, and I'll repeat it again, I, I used Xander to get into the cockpit <laughs> pre flight to tell the pilot to not to divulge the score upon landing.
2: Actually not used really my well. son
0: to do it. Hey Zan, you wanna no, sh- no you wanna shame. go in the cockpit?
2: No shame in using your son. No shame. No shame in that. No shame.
0: What are you gonna do, well, right? We,
2: well you uh we 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 talked briefly on Sunday, you actually thought about coming out, right? Well,
0: that's the I guess what the high class problem that you're too, right. You're too deep into for, the Pacific Ocean to make it to Atlanta in time. not was, as you told whatever. me. You
3: can't for, for, you can't for, DVR we're, Hawaii. We're
0: that's, that's, what, that's, that's what I told you. You can't DVR Hawaii. Yes, you can DVR the game, yeah. but you can't DVR Hawaii.
3: <laughs> hey, Brockman, I asked you uh, if you were going to go to a certain Atlanta monument, if you would, if you were, if you will, excuse me, and take a photo. Did you happen to succeed in that?
2: Uh, <laughs> We're no, the, I did the, not. the we're, Gold we're, Club, the Gold Club, Patrick it. Ewing Gold Club.
3: There's a
2: there's a new, there's a new Atlanta monument that uh, that people will know if they listen to a certain a certain type of music. And uh, that happened to be very nearby the bus station in the not so part of town that I was walking past.
0: I'm going through my easily, my easy listening archive and have no idea what you're no talking about. No idea
2: what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, if, uh, if, anyone, if anyone follows that uh, that certain establishment on Instagram or Twitter, uh, not not a family Twitter account. Let's just put it that way. This
3: is a family podcast. Oh uh,
0: boy. Oh, we have a listen.
2: Podcast. Not
0: a There you go, Chris Brockman. You are a man of your word. You bitch <laughs> out the refing. Um,
2: did. well look, true New it was England an of me. Right? Absolute
0: it the, uh, offensive foul it on ball Carter ball. Williams, one hundred percent that fouled him out. It looked like it looked like an, a moving pick on site. I apologize. Oh, and the one on Trish, the one on Trish looked like a charge to me. And until you looked at the replay, couldn't doubt it. Steve Kerr was saying that's a charge. Then you look at the replay, you see a little bit of shuffling feet, but the refs were missing everything all tournament
2: long. They were missing everything. Okay, look, I'm not, look, I'm not look, I, like, I think All tournament long the Burke block, spot, I, I mean we could go back and songs. forth. In, exactly, the championship game, the whole weekend the refs were shady rich and uh and shady. funny, they were not they were not showing replays in the Georgia Dome for that specific reason they did not want the crowd getting on the officials it was obvious i
0: thought i heard in the georgia dome a few like post foul uh moans from the crowd like it looked like they were showing the uh, they weren't you know showing they any were,
2: replays they were, huh? they were picking and choosing like uh, the ones that were really egregious were not getting shown it was, uh, it was something. It was that, pretty that, interesting. That wow. Trey
3: Burke block, though, was the best, one of the best plays
2: of the game. And also a huge It was incredible. Oh, the first half shootout, the championship game was amazing. Between what a game. Uh, I'm, I'm jealous you were the there. Even though, spiked, they were incredible. Even though I, my was team fun.
0: lost, it was still was incredible. I'm jealous you were there.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, all right, Chris Brockman, enjoy your, your new you. uh, nephew. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank hey, you, you.
3: got an international shout-out from the road for us?
0: Absolutely not. All right, listen. Okay.
2: Uh, you, you you enjoy your time next down. Next week is show 200, right? We'll it is. A
0: great one next it week. is. Next week is the 200th episode of this podcast.
2: It
3: is. So w- we were talking, and I think what we're going to do is ask you guys. We're going to use the hashtag REP200. Oh, okay. And uh, if you guys want, uh, tweet us your your favorite moment or memory from the show, and we'll try and read some of those on the air next oh, week. fantastic. And then uh, if we can pull some of the sound from some of those, if uh if we got the if I'm not in too many meetings, we'll definitely do that.
0: And Brockman, um, yes, I'm bringing this up as we close the show. Okay, um, I've seen Law for several hours today now. Yes, right. We've we we we've been hanging out several hours. Um, we got text photographs last week while we were both on the road. You were making okay. your way to Atlanta. I was already on vacation. Text photos from Chris Law with freshly made and unboxed Rich Eisen podcast gear.
2: Yes. Correct, Brockman? That that is correct. And to take this one step further, Rich, Law and I hit the links for the first time last Thursday. Uh He actually wore some gear to play golf. Do you think he brought any for me?
0: He didn't. And guess what I have yet to see all day? the gear and he says much was made up i don't know if maybe one windbreaker and one hat that's got mesh fitted mesh by the way who's like seriously who these things are fitting they're hot
3: rich they're they're, they're coming off the shelf what about
0: middle-aged adults like me who don't wear mesh i don't know I, I mean come on where are they how about it where's the hat and where's the How about over?
3: a? oh you got me a nice dry fit windbreaker no, you over? didn't get me anything i don't have it in my hands it's at my house i gotta bring it's it back. in your house i gotta bring <laughs> it back <laughs> in i had to check the order to make sure everything came in
0: brockman I, uh, well, wait, i'm gonna tell my
3: address off there you can overnight it what well, about that
0: brockman he took it home or did you have it delivered to your house?
3: No, no, no. It was delivered here. Here. There's and a then reason. you took it out would of you, the premises? When you open no. up swag in the NFL offices, like, like, like. No, no. No, no. The answer's no. Like hawks.
0: Like the answer's no. Vultures, to they come out. The is no. Want to grab. The, answer's, the answer is Rich created this podcast out of whole cloth. He has two <laughs> young children and I, a rescue dog I that he Xander. thinks are his three kids. I got say His fourth child is the podcast. So if he hasn't had any of this yet, you can't. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's some good Brockman, awesome help me. Sweat. Am I wrong? That's what you not say to wrong, people. And now finally, wrong. out of the blood, sweat and tears on what management mostly considers a vanity project for him, hats and shirts have been made. You can't this have them story. until Rich gets to see it. No. I've got on your contract. I've got I've got to put it on myself. Parade it around via text. Take the stuff home. Forget to bring it in when you know I will be here. I woke up in- at <laughs> Brockman. Help me out, please.
2: I really wish I was here to just kind of throw up my arms and do the look around thing through the glass. Oh, I'm that doing that. Do. Oh, it's,
3: it's happening. Um, a couple of things. Where's the swag? Brockman and I did go golfing last week. Yes. Brockman. Yes. A bad golf partner.
2: Oh. A bad golf oh, partner. Oh, geez. For, for one. I, everything you're about to hear is false.
3: For one. We go to tee off. Throws in headphones and is listening to the Red Sox game, dude. Come who on.
2: does? that? <laughs> come on. Who does I that? That good fandom. Who come does on. that?
0: Wait a minute. Last <laughs> Thursday was the Pettit loss. Too bad for you.
2: Last Thursday, last Thursday, Andy Pettit shut he's the. He's yelling. Right
3: he's yelling random things on the fairway. I'm like, who, what are you? Notice how I realize? put it
0: in terms you understand. Pettit loss.
2: <laughs> to me, it was right, no, to me. I, to me, I, it was a must was win. Exactly what you meant. Yeah, huh? It was a the must win. It was it was the third game of the year. Must win.
3: I tell him like, we got a, you got a breakfast ball off the first tee. You know, mulligan if you want it.
0: Whatever. Headphones, listen to a reds. That's bad. It's bad. Bad, bad we, golf. Did partner. you get partnered up with other people? We, yeah, we got partnered up with
3: uh, a random lady who was five foot Dude, absolutely five foot nothing failed. ninety pounds. hit it straight down the middle of the fairway time, right? every yeah, time. Nice. Um. So the first, you know, breakfast ball mulligan if you want off the tee. Dude. Hits doesn't take it. I have a good drive. Uh, we, we count him up. I, I ended up. Uh, he he got himself out of some trouble. Hit a great wedge shot within three feet of the hole. Made his putt. Um, forgot to count his out of bounds drive and his drop. He's like, I got a four. Uh... Then he starts tweeting. Just smoked Law in the first hole.
0: Oh, forgets Lord. to count no, up no, his I out of. Do you know I what we get? Do you know what we call that? You know a what
2: we. Guy with a wooden driver, beat Law on the last. You
0: know what we used to call that? Judge Smells. <laughs> we used to call that Stuart Scott math.
2: Oh yeah, Stu, Stu Scott had that kind Stu of math. Stu
0: Scott, we went golfing with him. I went used to go golf with him all the time back in the day. Oh man! He hit one way out of bounds and right, gone. <laughs> Goodbye, gone. Goodbye. Re-teed it up, gone. Goodbye again. Dropped out in the fairway. Called it shot number three. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I couldn't find the ball. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, you can't find the ball. That's why you're dropping here. You just hit two, and this is shot number – let me do this in math. What, three, four – this is shot six, Stu. Not three, shot six. And then, you,
3: But you're the a-hole who's call, calling him out on it, right? right? That's how Brockman yes. made me well, feel. Well, because, but-
0: you know, I mean, he, there was no Twitter back in the day, but Stuart would have tweeted, I'm kicking Rich's tail on, on the golf course, yeah. that sort of thing, to the point where one of one of our – our, the guy, I won't say his name, he's one of my favorite people, James Brown of ESPN. Uh, he would say, when we went out golfing, Stuart, we're calling this Master's Day rules, okay? Because we're treating this like the Masters, every shot counts. <laughs> That's Stuart Scott math.
3: Now, if I'm if I'm Stuart hey, Scott I'm math, with Stuart
0: Scott of this podcast, I'll take if it. If i go, booyah, yeah, exactly,
3: booyah. If I'm enforcing booyah, a two-stroke everybody. penalty <laughs> for your
0: club touching he, the sand, he said to ask. me. He said to me, if the sh- you can't find the shot, it doesn't count. <laughs> if you don't find a ball, if you find a ball, you know it's gone out of bounds. I'm like, I know it's gone out of bounds. I watched it veer right Over ninety the road, degrees, and, and I'm like, and when these rules. We're created in the Braveheart days. <laughs> there was no way for you to take your <laughs> cart to go look for the ball when Braveheart lost it off the tee. All right, we're going we're on too long here. That's a real big slice. That's, uh, that's in the history books. All yeah. right, so so at any rate, where's the swag, man?
3: So the swag will be here tomorrow. I'll bring
0: it in tomorrow. Will I be here tomorrow? You'll be, You'll here, be tomorrow. here tomorrow. Will I be here tomorrow? You'll be here tomorrow. How am I here tomorrow? We're taping
3: a guest for episode two hundred oh,
0: tomorrow. Okay.
3: So, yeah. All right. So you'll be here. I'll bring it in tomorrow. Brockman, uh, I have yours as well.
2: All right. And then I have some. I'll be back on Monday. Some of our
3: friends in the podcast that have helped out with uh, various stuff, like our photo guy, Ben Liebenberg. He's going to get a Rich Eisen podcast, Polo.
2: Oh, you're giving this.
0: You're you've already divvied the stuff up. No, I haven't
3: given away anything to anybody. You you two will be the first that get any. Okay,
0: and then and then who gets the uh, leftover stuff?
3: Uh, There's not much leftover, but people that have helped out, like Del Tufo, I I got one for uh, Mark Brady, who supports the podcast. You know, people in this in NFL media who support. Sure, and then and
0: then and then how do we get more made up? Uh,
3: So. If you the, the said mesh hat that Rich Rich just bashed that I think is pretty decent, um, if you're interested in that, tweet us, REP Swag, and what we'll do is if we get enough tweets, we'll get some online. You can buy a hat for 13 bucks, or however much they cost. Really? We're going to start? I'm going to try to, yeah. We, we're not going to make any money off it. We'll just get it to you at cost, and uh, we'll, we'll do that and see how that goes. We've got to talk to upper management about that. <laughs> You don't know, like, I, don't have the, I don't have the power to is, just make those latex, decisions.
0: Latex. Hold on. I got wow, one other like good the announcement the for the Wild that. West. I
3: got one other good announcement for <laughs> listeners. Um, so, Rich is in. Wheels
0: have totally come off this podcast Rich, right now.
3: Come on. Rich is on, in, Rich. in New York for the mock draft uh, on uh, draft week, and we're taping that show on a Tuesday. It airs Tuesday night on NFL Network. On Monday, we have a full dress rehearsal, uh, not any talent. Included, yes, right? But cameras are being blocked, marked. It's at the league headquarters in New York. Already vetted this out with league security. uh If a couple listeners oh. of the Eisen podcast want to oh. try and be our stand-ins oh. for that, uh it's not going to be anything glamorous. You'll get to come into the league headquarters, see the office. What's and, not glamorous and, about that? It, it's a very it's like one of the place. greatest. It's like a museum. Yeah, but are you uh, kidding. You got to d- dedicate essentially. Rg one three...
0: could be walking down the hall. You bump into him.
3: You'll see all the Lombardi Seriously. trophies. You'll see all the rings, dude. You buried the lead. Yeah.
0: You're right. How many hashtags can we come up with? There's a hashtag REP200, ha- hashtag REP swag, and what's this hashtag? This is uh,
3: hashtag REP mock draft. So what, you, what we'll do is uh, five listeners, if, if you guys want to do it. You have to be in the New York area where no transportation or anything. We're not even
0: giving you a MetroCard.
3: Yeah, no MetroCard Nothing. or anything.
0: you got to get your—, your
3: But uh, hit me up on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> I'll get your info, and we'll make this happen. And you guys get to stand in and see a little behind-the-scenes of the show. Brockman.
0: Is this no because good? Brockman, Brockman, he's now he's now willy-nilly handing out hats and and, is- and, and, and 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 windbreakers and control, trips right? to New York and and guests on our 200 show.
3: I'm trying to engage our
0: loyal
2: faithful this listeners. This is off
0: the this is off the rails and I don't know what to do. <laughs>
2: Hey, next to, hey I I, All I know is hashtag that idea.
0: Swag is, Wait, I have
2: another hashtag idea.
0: Swag next is next
2: time I'm in Atlanta and and need escorts to the bus station at four in the morning and yes. I have to walk from my hotel, yes. I'm gonna create a hashtag R-E-P bodyguard, yeah, you called, guys can escort me to the bus station. It's called hashtag Uber. Yeah, it's pal. called hashtag okay.
3: get a cab, <laughs> <That's> cheapo. <right. laughs>
0: get a cab, cheapo, has been called with a hashtag, by the way. Oh, all right, Brockman, enjoy. At Chris Brockman, pho- phoning Thanks, in from, gentlemen. you bet. All right, see you, Chris. Adios. That's at Chris Brockman, at Chris Law, hoarding all of the gear that yes. has been in existence for a full calendar week now that I still have yet to see you got put on my body. yesterday Or put on my body. <laughs> For at the Eisen Podcast, I am at Rich Eisen. I want to thank Les Sneed, Denard Robinson. Who do we thank from uh Denard's group? Who are you um,
3: We gotta thank um Pat uh, Dye Jr. Pat Dye Jr. uh Randy Chapman. There you go. And uh Obviously, I- Kara, Kara Henderson helped out with yes, the booking did. of Les Snead. So thank Sneed, you. Mrs. Snead. Thank you to Kara Henderson. Mrs. Snead was uh, an integral part once again. Capital. And
0: let's try and get her on the 200 show.
3: Absolutely. I, sh- I shot her a note. I'm exchanging Excellent. emails with her as we speak.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace out. Booyah. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen.
4: Stay listening. friends.